What's going on, everybody? This is Heath, and I'm here with Steven, and this is Simmons Corner Sports Talk. We want to take a second to thank everybody for listening, whenever that may be. We really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting recently on social media with all our polls and the questions we've been putting out, Steven. Yeah, been getting a lot of good uh, feedback, a lot of good uh, cooperation. Yeah, no, people, we've been putting out some polls, and we actually put out this past week just questions to ask, and we had a good amount of questions, you know, being asked to us, and we yeah. really appreciate that. Don't forget to follow and subscribe us on Spotify and, or Apple Podcasts. Apple Music, Apple, yeah. Apple, Apple Podcasts, I'm podcast, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Give it, <laughs> I follow us. I do yeah. this on Spotify. I don't do that. I, I, do, I do too. Give us a rating and uh, follow us on social media because like we've been saying, we, that's where we put a lot of our content out about what we're going to be talking about so we get y'all's feedback, what you're interested in, plus what you think about. So we're not just up here rambling, so yeah, we like what people talk about. But we got a really good show, Stephen. Yeah, we have uh, some good stuff lined up. We'll go ahead and get into our hot topics. Um, so this past week, uh, and you probably could comment more on this than I than I can. Um, Kentucky basketball coach John Calipari made some comments. Um, this is there's kind of a riff going between the basketball program and the football program. So kind of set it up, and we'll let you listen to the clip. Well, so like Stephen said, there's a rift going between them. We really talk about Alabama and SEC a lot, so this is why it's a main hot topic. Anyways, Coach Calipari is the Kentucky basketball coach, University of Kentucky's basketball coach, and he was frustrated because some money got spent and given to the football program for some new improvements, and Coach Cal was wanting either – a new practice facility or new locker room or something to do with the basketball program. And he's basically saying that Kentucky's a basketball school. And then Coach Stoops responds, and we got this right here. ESPN put this video out, and we want y'all to listen to it. This is a basketball school. It's always been there. Alabama is a football school. So is Georgia. I mean, they are. Right. This is a bat. Don't just – our football team, I hope they win games and 10 games and go to bowls. At the end of the day, that makes my job easier, and it makes the job of all of us easier. But this is a basketball school. I don't care what anybody says about their program. That's not my business. That's not my lane. But when you start talking about my program and, and others that we compete against, I mean, me, I, I, I don't do that. I stay in my lane. And, uh, you know, so that's in defense of my players. The defense of the work that we've done and believe me we want to continue to push but don't uh, demean or distract from the hard work and the dedication and the commitment that people have done to get to this point and listen we all know this program wasn't born on third base you know, so some may but I could promise you this football team didn't wake up on third base. I did a lot of work. We did a lot of work. The commitment from the Joe Crafts and the so many different people and Mitch and Dr. Barnhart, you know, or uh, Dr. Capilouto, so many people have done so much that, that you have to have a respect and appreciation for. We all want more. So that the first voice you hear on that is Coach Cal, and he's talking about how – Kentucky's a basketball school, and he's saying Alabama and the Georgias of the world, those are football schools, so yeah. they should get all the money. And he thinks that his school should get all the money. And then you hear Coach Stoops come in, and he's basically saying to Coach Cal, look, hey, you need to stay in your lane, bro. Yeah, shut up pretty much. Yeah, quit talking about us. And he's basically 
saying that when he got to Kentucky, Kentucky was not a very good football school, and he didn't get handed everything. Like Coach Cal walked into a pretty decent situation because Kentucky is a blue blood of yeah. basketball, and they're they're known for winning. And Coach Stoops for the football program has had to build everything up from scratch. So he's basically, hey, I can see where both guys are coming from, but I got to side with Coach Stoops. Yeah, you got to. If you're frustrated about something, don't. Because you saw, uh, I mean, w- there's a video. And there's it's like a news reporter sitting there, you know, holding a mic up to him or something. It's like don't put that out public. I mean, if you're frustrated about something, go to your well, who's over you and maybe avoid. But still, it's like you. They, well, you, they work for the same school, yeah. so if they got a problem with, it, they should go to the athletic director or the president of the university, yeah, and not be putting it out there and really trying to. Coach Cow was trying to embarrass the football program and basically saying that they don't need, the, they shouldn't have it. But guess what? I heard that Coach uh, Stoops, Kentucky coach, he should have said something about uh, St. Peter should should have got the money <laughs> since they knocked Kentucky off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't know what team the teams brought in, but I would think the past couple years, I mean, football obviously it's bigger stadiums and stuff, so I would think they bring in the majority of the money. For the school, I mean, I know yeah. basketball brings in a lot, right. but you know when you're talking about tickets and and concessions and parking and like just everything that goes into it. Like I said, I don't know the raw numbers, but I would think that the football program is bringing in more money. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean they probably do, or if not, it's very close. And I just think it's a bush league thing for Coach Cow to do, and he's he's no, he's known for kind of junk like that. Yeah. You know, out in people, they should do that behind closed doors. And I, I applaud Coach Stoops for stepping up for his football program. But rolling into the second hot topic of the night, Miles Brennan, he has officially stepped away from football. Stephen, yeah. So Miles Brennan, LSU's uh, was LSU's starting quarterback last year for the first three games, I believe. Yeah. I think it was first, or he might have got injured in the third game. I, I think it was. Um, didn't play a lot. I mean, he was off to pretty decent start. wasn't horrible. Um, Got injured, came back to LSU this season, was hoping to win that job. Didn't he play during the COVID year? Got hurt at the end of the year? I think so. I think he might have. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so played a little bit off and on. Was finally going to be a full-time starter. Got injured, came back this year, was uh, was just informed. Well, the news broke. He might have been informed before that, but it was uh, the news broke this past week that um, he would not be the starting quarterback, so he decided to just uh, go ahead. He, he's not transferring, or as of right now, he didn't say anything about transferring. All he said was he's stepping away from football and will um, be doing a different ca- career path is pretty much what he said. Yeah, and I did a little little digging in, a little research, and pretty much what I gathered is he just really doesn't love he doesn't love football anymore. It's his sixth year at LSU. Yeah. He's engaged. He's about to be married. I heard, like I said, he's not really going for school because it's his sixth year. I heard he loves hunting and fishing, and he just really doesn't. He football might, is he, on the back burner. It might be the next uh, Phil Robertson. Yeah, he Giving may. up football to go hunt and fish. He may, but <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Jaden Daniels, he won the starting job for LSU, and I think he's going to do a really good job, but. Yeah, before we move on, real yeah. quick, so, uh, sorry to cut you off. You I had to bring up. So we talked about Kyle Perry real quick and just the stupid, stupid stuff that he said. Yeah. Um, we're going to be starting. We won't probably won't do it every week, um, 
but we we'll do it. You know, try to incorporate it, especially the more stuff we find of just stupid stuff people say or do or do in the sports world. What are we? We're calling the segment. What are we calling it, Heath? We're calling it. Did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> so, <laughs> Steve Urkel, the old classic Steve Urkel. If anybody watched Family Matters, did I do that? If anybody watched Family Matters back in the day, you know that sound. Well, basically, me and Stephen were talking, and we wanted to. You know, that's just something funny because everybody knows the not top 10 ESPN with college football starting. We know there's going to be a lot of dumb stuff that happens on a week-to-week basis, so we're going to love that. And we, yeah. we we need people to send us in videos. If you see something that revolves sports or, you know, mainly sports, but if you see something dumb you think it's funny. Sports-related. Yeah, sports-related. Whether it's something somebody says or obviously let's keep it, you know, rated G. Yeah. PG maybe at the worst. No, uh, <laughs> family show, family sports show. But no, if you have any, like just, you know, obviously that was stupid of what of Calipari, and he probably wants to take it back if he could. Um, but yeah, he, uh, text us. If you have our numbers, shoot us uh, a, a DM on social media, tweet us, Instagram us, just find us, get us a video. We'll do our best to, or, or just a clip, a audio clip. We'll get into the show. Just, just stupid stuff. And, you know, there's not really a lot of sports as far as, like, games going on right now. There's going to be a lot of content, I'm sure. We'll try to find it. We can't watch every single game and keep up with every single team. But if one of your teams does something stupid or maybe you want to make fun of your rival, shoot us a clip and we'll get it in the show. That's right. I'm glad you remembered that, Stephen, because I totally forgot. But that's a, that's going to be a really funny segment we're going to start. But rolling into our third hot topic of the night, it kind of just broke a couple hours before, you know, we're doing this episode tonight. And it's about Najee Harris. He went on the a podcast called The Pivot Pop- Podcast, really good podcast, sports podcast. And they were asking about Nick Saban. And, and he said a lot of people don't know, but him and Nick Saban really had a, a rocky relationship. They have a really good relationship now, but – when he first got to college and pretty much his first three years there, they had a really rocky relationship. And I'm just going to read basically what he was saying. And this is Najee Harris talking. He said, me and Saban, I'm going to be honest with you guys, me and Saban, we did not get along at first. We had a couple arguments at first because he just didn't understand the type of dude I was. I don't know how many Cali dudes, because he's from California, how many Cali dudes he had. But I'm not the type of dude to just sit back and just, like, let somebody just talk to me, I guess, in a way – then and not expect me to say something I can take coaching but like it's just a certain type of like when you cross a line it's like all right bro I'm a man you ain't gonna talk to me like that so I guess that he wasn't used to having somebody talk back to him in a way so Najee was talking back to Saban when Saban was giving it to him and he was like I was like man look coach me let me read that again I was like man look look at coach me you can coach me (laughs) but you don't think you're more than just a coach to me. Don't try to belittle me. I feel like I was being belittled, and we just bumped heads a lot. Yeah, I, was, uh, I didn't listen to it. You said you um, you listened to the, the podcast. I listened to the I didn't I haven't listened to this one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but I listened, um, and there, there's more. But give your yeah. thoughts on that real quick. That's pretty interesting, um, and I'm sure you'll get to the rest in a minute. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I've, he- I've heard this about – Say that's why he didn't work in the NFL. A lot of guys have came out and said he would track, he would trash guys, and it's it's hard to trash a man. There's, yeah. I mean, me and you are both men. There's certain listen, there's certain bounds yeah. that you can't cross. And I, and I wonder, and they're not gonna go. He's not gonna go into too much detail, but I wonder because I mean, 
we've seen his famous sideline rants of where he's just going off on Lane Kiffin or going off on officials or going off on other or on players and whatnot. Um, and I think it stems from his, his – he's a perfectionist. He wants to be perfect in everything. Um, he goes off on his coaches. And I, I don't know, maybe some of it is Saban needs to tone it down, but maybe some of it is Najee's this five-star – cool Cali kid coming in with a big head thinking that I know what I'm doing. And then I maybe a lot of it had to do with, oh, I was embarrassed in front of my teammates because he's yelling at me for screwing up. So I need to mouth off and show him I'm a big, big boy. Well, um, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that could be it. Or it could be just, you know, there is some guys that, hey, you just can't, like, there's certain people, like, there's some guys over here that you could yell at, dog cuss, whatever. They're not going to say nothing back to you. And then there's some guys you can just look at them wrong, and they'll be yelling, they'll be mad, you know, ready to fight. Yeah. And Najee could just be one of those guys. He basically said, hey, he felt like he was a man, and the way he was raised, he said, ain't no, another man going to talk to me like that. But there's more it's to this. It's not like he didn't get yelled at a lot growing up. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> what, that's what it sounds but, like. But, yeah. Keep, I'm going to continue because it said – it was his COVID year. I came back from school. This is Najee Harris talking. I came back from school, and it was our last incident. Imagine all four years we kind of bumped heads, but in a good way, you know. Then, like, the COVID year, the last incident happened, and I left school. I was like, man, I ain't messing with y'all. I'm gone. So I left school for, like, two weeks. People don't know that. I left school for, like, two weeks. Then Saban sat me in his office, and we exchanged words. From that point on, he took time out of his day to really understand who I am. You know what I mean? And ever since that day, we were rock solid. Other people are going to lie about relationships like, oh, yeah, we clicked right on. It was not like that with me and Saban. So I think because that's not he's not the first person I've heard say that because a lot of the guys in the NFL said that. When you're in college, it's kind of hard because when you – okay, in the NFL, you got your money, right? In college, you yeah. don't have your money. So like Urban Meyer, he used to get away no, with you. like <laughs> – Urban well, right now. But Urban Meyer, he used to trash people at Ohio State. He, like, I heard he used to kick them, grab them by the face mask, punch them, scream, cuss at them. Yeah. He tried that crap in the NFL, and he was gone in eight games. So, yeah. I wonder if – I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just maybe a different mentality. Yeah. I don't know. And, and it, I think a lot of it has to do – I don't know. He's he's an extremely intense coach. Um, yeah. And I will say, he, you know, I think – I mean, one thing if Saban was like, I'm going to yell at you and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to leave practice early to go golfing or something. You know, like he's working. He's probably well, the last one. But it, but it is. And and uh, I like that, you know, they worked it out. That Some people just take coaching differently. Yeah, um, I, I think one I of think the reasons one of the reasons Saban is so successful is because um, he will take time to, like, learn and grow and, and himself and – but he's always trying to, I guess, be better. Um, and that he took time to sit with Najee and to talk to him and be like, okay, so how do you take coaching? How do you take right. criticism? And I think that's what Najee's point was. And he they did sit down and talk about it. And he said, because he made the statement in the earlier part of the interview talking about he is from California and he didn't know if Saban had a lot of kids from California. And because if you just listen to Najee talk, he's super laid back. Like He's super chill. You know, because most – when you think of California, we think of surfing. Surfing. Yeah, beach dudes. Beaches. Like, what's up, bro? Like, what's up, dude? Like, keep it chill. Yeah. And that's kind of how Najee is. Like, hey, keep it loose. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you got this guy, Saban, just chewing you and lighting you up. Bryce is from Cali, isn't he? 
Yeah, but Najee was there before Bryce. Yeah. So. Well, I'm just saying that's yeah, yeah, Bryce, yeah. how Bryce is, too. Right, He's Bryce like, is the same exact way. Chill. And so, but Bryce's dad coached him in high school, so I, yeah. I think so. Maybe not. I don't know. But anyways, so maybe Najee wasn't used to it, but that's really our hot topics for the week, Steven. Yeah, so our first main topic, uh, we've been doing it because we're leading up to uh, where we have two. The first official game, uh, college football game, is August 27th, I think. Yeah, they call it like week, it's like a week zero. Yeah, week zero. It's like, I mean, it's not like major teams, but hey, it's football. We're looking forward to it. I know I am. Um, so college football, we're going to go through. We posted on our Instagram, or it was a, a story of um, an ESPN put out this article of, I think they went the past, how many years was it? They went all the way back to, we're counting, so they went all the way back to 1998. Yeah. So not the past, you know, 100 years, but all the way back to 1998, and they looked at each position, and they're calling the, you know, position you. So which position or which schools produce the most, Positions, I guess I'm thinking talent, it's at the next yeah. level or talent at the next level. Get drafted, um, basically. Get drafted and all this stuff. So we're gonna go. We're gonna do offense this week. We're not gonna spend a ton of time on each position, but uh, we'll start it off. Heath, you want to start off with quarterbacks? Yeah. So like Stephen said, we put these polls out on each, and uh, the poll we had Oklahoma, USC, Oregon, and Alabama. And let me first say this: Alabama is pretty much in because we didn't make this list. ESPN made it. Yeah. Alabama's pretty much in top four of all the offensive categories except tight end. Every, yeah. And yeah. we have a lot of Alabama fans that follow us. So, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to vote Alabama. I mean, yeah. that's just what people do. And I can't blame them. I did, you know, a lot of the same thing. But anyways, Alabama won the list. Oklahoma came in second. USC was third. And Oregon was fourth. What does – do you have the article pulled up? What was the yeah, – ESPN so had it right. ESPN, quarterback U – Top five since 1998. Five was Louisville, which that kind of surprised me. I mean, Lamar Lamar. Jackson, but other than Lamar, I'm trying to think of. No, I don't know. Now, we're not going to take a lot of time to read this whole entire article to tell you how they come up with this stuff, but it's basically, I think, a combination of college success on top of getting drafted. I don't think it's – I don't think it's – as much as NFL success, it's just like college into yeah. Yeah. getting drafted. Basically, where you got drafted. Yeah. Uh, so they have Louisville number five, Alabama's number four. Now, obviously, that's the past, you know, handful of years. Going all the way back to 1998, there's not really a ton of quarterbacks past past yeah. five years, I'd say. Um, so Alabama four, Oregon three, USC is number two, and Oklahoma came in number one for quarterback U. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think I'm, I, I, don't, I would say – I don't I, disagree. I could flip-flop USC maybe. I, I'm i with you on that. I'm surprised because if you look earlier in the USC, who you got? Carson Palmer, number one Matt, overall pick. Matt, Matt Liner, Liner. Matt Barkley. Yeah, oh, yeah, Matt Barkley. And then Mark the, Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Again, we're not talking about right, their whole about NFL, NFL career. career. We're talking about where they got drafted. Mark College Sanchez. And where they got drafted. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, That's yeah. five guys right there. Oklahoma. Off the top of our head, yeah. Oklahoma, of course, you got Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Murray. Jalen Hurts. I kind of consider Jalen Alabama yeah, and Alabama Oklahoma. Slash Oklahoma. And then Sam Bradford. Sam yeah. Bradford got drafted one, but I feel like Yeah, I feel like USC probably could, could top yeah. Oklahoma. And then, and then Bama, if you really think about it, it's only uh, Tua, Mac, and AJ, really. Right. And, of course, Bryce. But 
rolling on to our second one, then, you know, you got RBU. Basically, our poll was Alabama, Wisconsin, LSU, Miami. Alabama ran away with it, 75% of the votes. Wisconsin and LSU split with 12. And that's on Instagram, right? Yeah, that's on Instagram. Yeah, so the poll ESPN put out Oklahoma 5, Miami 4, LSU 3, Wisconsin 2, Alabama 1. Uh, I don't think you can argue with that too much because, I mean, I'm trying to think 1998. Sean Alexander, that would have been in his time. Yeah. Right. Sean Alexander. Um, Mark. Mark uh, and Well, actually, before Mark, Glenn Coffey yeah. was a second rounder. He retired early from the NFL to go do missions work. And then, you know, pretty much every running back yeah, Mark, that started since Saban has been there. Mark, Trent, Trent, even, you know. Eddie. Didn't pan out. <laughs> Eddie. TJ. Um, TJ Yeldon. Drake. Kenyon Drake. Henry. Derek Henry. Najee Harris. Josh Jacob. Damian Harris. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. Who? Side note, I saw he's going to start. Really? And Antonio Gibson, I heard. They they're so mad at him for fumbling. I heard he's back up and they got him running on the punt team. Heck yeah, good job, B Rob. Yeah, and so Alabama, that's pretty. And, but I will say Wisconsin, David Reinhardt, give you a shout out there. Wisconsin had a bunch of guys: Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Ingram, Melvin Ingram, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon, Corey, Melvin Gordon, yeah, Corey Clement, James White, who just James retired, White, yeah. And so they they're Wisconsin really has a lot of good running backs. Yeah, but good. so we'll move on to the next one is wide receivers. Uh, wide receiver, you Heath who, on Instagram. What was our our poll was USC, LSU, Alabama, Oklahoma. USC had 7%, LSU 13 Alabama runs away with it again, 67%. Oklahoma, 13%. To me, this was by far the hardest Yeah, choice. Um. so the article ESPN has Ohio State at 5, Oklahoma 4, Alabama 3, LSU 2, USC 1. I, I, I disagree. Yeah, I mean, I, got, I don't think it's like a horrible. I got LSU at 1. Yeah, Alabama too. It's it's definitely it's one A one B Alabama LSU. Yeah, and I think we're at USC. I think they're getting Keyshawn Johnson. He was the number one overall pick. Yeah, Marquez Marquez Lee, and then Drake London this past year. But dude, Drake London, Michael Pittman, Bama's um, had a receiver drafted in the first round for like the last eight years. Yeah, well, not that long, about six five. I mean, think Julio, Amari, Calvin, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, 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 Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddle, Jameson Williams, Jameson Williams. John Meggie would have been first round yeah. if he didn't get hurt. Loaded. Um, but, I mean, I don't hate that list. So, next – actually, is that it? No, no, no. Offensive next line. one. Offense – or, no, uh, tight end, sorry. Yeah, tight end. Uh, tight end. What was the Instagram poll? So, we had Miami, Iowa, Stanford, and Florida. Miami had 27%. Iowa at 20 Stanford at 20%. And Florida wins it at 33%. A lot of these people are just voting SEC, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't vote. Uh, I, vote, I voted I, Iowa. I messed up and voted Miami, but I, looking back, doing a little research, I voted for Iowa because you got who? George Kittle, George Kittle, and Noah Fant, Noah Fant, um, T.J. Hawkinson, T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, dude, they're they're sick. Um, so then, ESPN article tight ends were Missouri five, then Florida, Stanford, Iowa. They had Miami number one, but I think that's more of older, older Miami than yeah. or, the. You know, yeah, Jimmy Graham, Jeremy Shockey, Shockey, Kelvin Winslow. That's who that looks um, like. Kelvin Winslow, Olson. Did he go to Miami? Greg Olson. Yeah, Gre- yeah, yeah. Greg Olson. Yeah, he did. Olson, David, and Joku was Good a first right rounder. Hadn't been great in the NFL, but we're talking about college and getting drafted. Um, so next, the last position on offense, offensive line. Uh, what was our polls? Alabama, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. 
Alabama wins at 57%, Wisconsin 36%, and Ohio State had 7%. Uh, so top five on ESPN, Michigan 5, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Alabama. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Alabama puts out a lot of offensive line talent. You got Jonah Williams. You got Evan Neal, Andre Smith, Landon Dickerson. I mean, Deontay Brown, they just put out so much talent. And Wisconsin does too, man, Wisconsin. Yeah. That's what they're known for, meat and potatoes, you know, running the football. But, you know, that's a fun article. Next week we're going to do the defense because they got the same with defense. They got, you know, uh, defensive line, linebacker, cornerback, safety, all kind of stuff. So, you know, that's what we're going to do next week. But uh, So, yeah, the next topic will – not topic, but uh, part of college football, Brett – this guy on on Twitter, Brett McMurphy, who works for I'm trying to, I can't even remember the ESPN. Yeah, he, he works for ESPN. Supposed to be, he's not just you know, Joe Blow, random dude on the street. He has a vote in the in the uh, AP. Yeah, he has a vote in the AP. He um he put out his preseason and again preseason polls mean nothing, but it's just fun to look at, um especially from a guy that has gets to put a vote in of who he thinks the rankings should be well, how he thinks the rankings should be so he put out his ap top 25 preseason ballot i'll just get we'll go over the top 10 real quick starting at 10 baylor 10 nc state 9 i don't have a problem with that. oregon 8 wow michigan 7 i don't have a problem utah 6 texas a&m 5 wow miami 4 that's embarrassing georgia 3 Ohio State, two. Alabama, number one. Listen, this guy gets paid a full-time job. He gets a vote in the AP. And you put Miami at four. What are we doing here? Has Houston at 23. Air Force ranked 24. Nebraska at 25. Doesn't have Ole Miss. Doesn't have Ole Miss. Tennessee. Tennessee. Or Kentucky. Or Kentucky. What are you doing? Kentucky won 10 games last year. And they have Will Levis coming back. <laughs> hey, look, Brett, uh, I'd love to have you on the podcast, man. <laughs> I like, uh, now, yeah, and I'm like, is this where you're thinking the season, the, the end of the year rankings is going to be? But it's your preseason, but you're thinking, you're predicting a year, uh, not a year, but a season ahead that's like, this is where I think the final so, rankings is going to be. So, or, okay, that, that's a good point. Do you think – is that what you think he was doing? It's got to be because, I mean, you don't have Ole Miss ranked. They won, I think, ten, maybe nine. Lowest was nine games last year. Don't have Tennessee ranked. Don't have Kentucky ranked. I'm not sure where he has Arkansas. I think they were in there. But you have they're, Miami. They're over 20. Miami, I mean, Miami at four is really high. Texas A&M won eight games last year. They're ranked fifth. So it's got to be projecting on based on where he thinks they're gonna end up. Because I mean, he's got like he's a, again, he's not some random dude. He gets a vote on what the polls are going to be, what the rankings are going to be. Yeah, he just got to be better. He didn't. I don't even think he had Texas ranked. Texas wasn't in the AP that came out. Yeah, they wasn't ranked. Which is really weird that what the coaches poll we went over had him at. 16, 15. Yeah. <laughs> the AP comes out. I don't know. It's all nuts. Like, again, again, preseason polls mean nothing. But 
They're just fun to look at. So we'll move on. You know, the past several weeks, we've been looking at several teams in the SEC. Tonight, we're going to focus a little bit on the Big Ten for the people that listen that are fans of the Big Ten, have teams in the Big Ten. We'll look at – let's look at it real quick. We're going to do the over-under like we've done for SEC teams. So we'll start off with the best team, I think, in the Big Ten, Ohio State. Yeah, like Stephen said, we're going to hit on probably the you know the better teams in the uh, Big Ten. And we're going to start off with Ohio State. They are listed at 10.5 over-under. Yeah, that's – yeah, I know. That's kind of low. Well, if you look at their schedule, they have an extremely difficult schedule. Yeah. Uh, I got them over. I just think, man, I, they are so stinking talented. If that defense coordinator they got from Oklahoma State is worth anything, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs to me. They're so talented. They start the year off with Notre Dame, who's ranked, I think, in the top five. And then they got, of course, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin. Yeah, I'll have, I mean, I have them over. I have them, I'll have them going 11-1 and one in the um, – I, I don't know who they'll lose to. I know they're at – Michigan State at Penn State. Uh, maybe at Maryland the week before Michigan can be maybe a little bit of a trap game that they're looking ahead to Michigan. But we'll get to Maryland in a minute. Maybe. But um, I'd say if I had to, had to pick who they'd lose to, Michigan State. Notre Dame. Maybe Wisconsin. Notre Dame at the beginning of the season. Yeah, maybe. Very first game of the season. We'll see. Yeah, so the next one we're going to hit is uh, Michigan. They're at nine and a half over under. I, you know, while you're looking up schedule, I'm really high on Michigan. Uh, I think they got a lot of talent on the offensive side. I think J.J. McCarthy is going to be their quarterback. He's really, really talented. I think they got two really good running backs. And I think they pick up kind of where they left off last year. I think nine and a half is low. I got Michigan going ten and two, probably losing to Ohio State and then maybe to somebody else. So I got them finishing around probably the eight, nine, ten area in the college football playoff. Yeah, but I got them going ten and two, so I got the over. What's the nine and a half? Nine and, and a half. I have over. Um, not because I think I think Michigan is overrated like they are every year. Um, I think uh, Harbaugh is overrated as a coach. But I mean, looking at their schedule, they have a they got <laughs> a pretty easy schedule. Really easy. I mean, it's Colorado State, Hawaii, Connecticut, Maryland, Iowa. Iowa's pretty. I mean. Iowa's every year seems to have one of those games that they upset somebody. So maybe that game, but still Indiana, Penn State. I mean, they don't play, a, I would say, a really tough team until October 29th. That's Michigan State. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They've already played seven games. Yeah. So their eighth game will be against, and then Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois, then at Ohio State. Um, I mean, I'll have them going undefeated until they play Ohio State. And I so think you got them eleven and one. Yeah, not because I think they're a great team, because I think their schedules are really extremely easy. Man, if they if they're eleven and one, if they're eleven and zero, lose to Ohio State eleven and one, and Ohio State's undefeated, you're probably looking at two Big Ten teams in the playoffs. Possibly, I can no, see it. I hope they don't go eleven and one because we don't want that kind of uh, hard decision for the, <laughs> committee. <laughs> for the committee. Well, um, I, I, I just, see ten and two because. I can see them getting upset by like a Penn State, or you said Iowa. That was a great. They are at Iowa. Iowa. So at Iowa, if that, if that's a night game, pick Iowa. Trust me. Let's roll into the next one. Uh, Michigan State. They were actually very very good last year. Yeah. Surprise team. They're at seven and a half. They're over under seven and a half. And I will say I'm going under. 
I got them seven and five. Really? Uh, yeah. They, man, they lost. They they relied heavily. If you watch, I watched a couple of the games. They relied heavily on Kenneth Walker. He's they gone. Did, yeah. Their their quarterback, their offensive game was their. They just wasn't very good. Their quarterback wasn't very good. They lost a lot of talent. So I got the under. Seven and a half. Yeah. I have over, but only at eight. So I think they go eight and four. Like you said, they relied a lot on the running game. Uh, but it's. I mean, I still think they have a a lot of talent. Again, their schedule isn't like they start off with West Western Michigan and Akron. So that'd be two easy games, and then you know they play Ohio State the fifth game of the season. That'll be a loss for sure. Um, I think they lose to Michigan and maybe even probably Wisconsin, and then another game. I'm not sure where. Maybe Penn State at the end of the season. But I have them going eight and four. Yeah. So our next uh, eight and four. That's good. Our next one is Penn State. Their over under is eight and a half. What do you got for that? Let me look at their schedule real quick because well, I'm not. I know they lost. They weren't. I'm trying to remember it again. We're huge football fans, but it's hard to keep up with all these teams. Um, I don't think they had a great season last year. No, they no. They I think it was like they didn't have a great season. Mediocre. Yeah, I got I got the uh, under the over under is eight and five. I got eight and four. They play Auburn. I can see Auburn sneaking them. Ohio State, Michigan. Of course, I think them two are going to beat them. I could see uh, a Iowa. Whoever else they play, yeah, I have like them under at, at eight and four. Like, I mean, didn't have a great season last year. I don't think they'll have another great season. I think they'll might be a little worse this year. Um, so I have I'll have them under at eight and four. Yeah, and then our next is uh, Wisconsin. David Reinhardt, shout the, out the beloved Wisconsin, the ground and pound, mashed potato and potatoes, corn fed boys, cornbread fed. Their over under is eight and a half. I'm gonna go with the over. I got them at ten and two, going to the Big Ten championship. Yeah, that's eight and a half is the. Yeah, eight and a half. That's pretty. That's pretty low. That's pretty low. I could see them. I'm looking at their schedule. I think they have a pretty favorable schedule. I could see them winning every game except Ohio State. Ohio State at Ohio State. Maybe they slip up against Michigan State at Michigan State, but I mean. Again, there's November twelfth at Iowa. Well, when you get when you when you play the brand of football that Wisconsin plays, you're always due for a a dud game. Yeah, like I don't know, kind of like Bama had a couple of years ago, where they you know a nine six game against LSU, or remember Tennessee with Derrick Henry, where we barely beat them like nineteen to twelve. So when you play that kind of brand of football. When your quarterback's not very good, you know, you're susceptible to those kind of games. So that's why I got him at ten and two. But I do got the over. Uh I have him over, but yeah, I I think I'll say ten I'll say ten and two also because definitely lose to Ohio State and then slip up somewhere else. Uh next team or last team we'll do in the Big Ten, Maryland. Monk, buddy, you asked us about Maryland. Uh, what's the what's the over under? The overrunner for Maryland is five and a half. Hmm. Now I don't think they're going to be like great, but I don't think I think they'll be more than five and a half. I get the over uh, six and six or seven and five. I just, I mean, I'd love to see him pull some upsets this year. I think Talia is going to take a big step, but I just think the team overall, from Ohio State, from Michigan, from Michigan State. Uh, I think it's big gaps. I think they might 
they might can pull off Penn State this year. They got a brutal, maybe brutal three game stretch: Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Yeah, they hopefully they can sneak one of those. Yeah, um, and then earlier in the season, back to back Michigan, and then turn around and play Michigan State. So it'll be a rough two games in a row. Um, yeah, good luck. I mean, probably seven and five. I'd say their best. Best chance is eight and four, is what I would guess. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, and you know, best of luck to them. But that's going to be it for the Big Ten. Uh, stick with us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be hitting on the NFL, the NFC South. We're going to give our pro- no, not the NFC South, NFC East. We're going to be hitting on the NFC East. Give our predictions about what we think for the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Commanders, and the Giants. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. Like I said, we're going to be talking about the NFC East. So, let's break it down, Stephen. Let's give our predictions. What do you think? And give the order. So, order of the division that it's going to be. And the NFC East, you know, we talked about AFC last uh, last two weeks, yeah. I believe. NFC overall is a very weak conference. Top heavy. There's several teams that are going to make the playoffs in the NFC that would be last in divisions in the AFC. And this might be one of them. Maybe. Yeah, this is a terrible division. Yeah. Um, so, NFC East, I'll go from last to first in the East, NFC East. I'll go Giants. I don't think, even though Saquon's coming back, I don't think quarterback play is going to be very great. Um, and it's a quarterback league. Uh, then I'll go Commanders. I think I think the Commanders are kind of in the same boat the past couple of years that the Broncos have been. They've had a really good defense. Skill players aren't as good as the Broncos, but they're still not bad. They just haven't had a quarterback. And, yes, they traded and got Carson Wentz, who I think is an upgrade over what they've had, but I don't think it's a huge upgrade. Uh, I don't think I don't think he's going to be, you know, I don't think he's going to be for the commanders what Russell Wilson will be for the Broncos. And then I'm actually going to go hmm, – Marquell, if you listen, you'll love this. I'm going to go Cowboys second. I think they lost a lot. They lost some, at least one offensive lineman that I know of. I'm trying to think. I think they might have lost another one. Yeah, they lost Lyle Collins and uh, Connor. That's they're, right. They're left um, then they also lost Mari Cooper. They lost a slot guy, Cedric Wilson. Um, I think they got pretty much everybody on defense. They lost back. Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory. That's Marcus. right. That's right. Because he signed with he or he said he was gonna yeah. come back to the Cowboys. He's like, nah, psych. Got yeah. you. Got him. Um, got him. Um, but no, went to the Broncos. Let's ride. And so yeah, I, I have the Cowboys second. Eagles. I, we've talked about their draft. I love what they did in the draft. I love um, the trade for. A.J. Brown, I think that's going to be huge for Jalen Hurts. They led the league in rushing last year. Right. I don't see that changing because um, that, that's Jalen's game to play action off the run, RPO, that type of stuff. So I see him being top team, uh, one of the top teams in rushing again. And I think having Smitty on one side, A.J. Brown on the other, 
And then their tight end, Goddard, I think his name is. Um, so I think they're going to have a really good team. And then their defense, I mean, they got Nakobe Dean in the third round, who we thought was the best linebacker, huge steal for them. Then they got um, Big Jordan Boy. Davis. Yeah, Jordan Davis, also from Georgia. Um, so I think they're going to be a really good team. I have them being the top team in the NFC East. Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head with everything. I, there's not much I can add. I got the Giants last, followed by the Commanders. Man, if Carson Wentz can just play good quarterback play, I think I think they could have a chance to win, but I don't see that happening. He makes too many boneheaded plays. I could actually see him getting benched for uh, Sam Howell. Yeah, Sam, really which is only a preseason, preseason game, yeah, but really Sam game. Howell did look, look, look really good. Um, I mean – I could see it happening because I don't. I just don't think Carson Wentz is. He's just. <laughs> he's just not a great coach. And I hate saying it. Seems like ever since he got injured, he hasn't. Which, you know, you hate saying a guy's not good. He's a since injury. He's a try hard man. He just does. He things. tries really hard. He tries really hard, but he just does some things that you're like, man, that that is so boneheaded. Like, what are you doing? But I got them. Them third. I got. I'm with you, hundred percent. I got the Cowboys second. They, to me, lost a lot. Their court, their coach is terrible, Mike McCarthy. I don't know how Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl with him. For him to come or out, maybe and say, that shows how good Aaron yeah, Rodgers right. is. For him to come out, they had they led the NFL in penalties last year in their first preseason game. They had seventeen penalties. They had twenty two actual penalties, but only seventeen of them got accepted. Accepted, yeah. And this guy's gonna come out. Well, it's just a preseason, dude. Seriously, that's embarrassing. Anyways, they got him. So, I hope Jalen Tolbert, local guy. Yeah, I hope hopefully he does have a good season. Hopefully he does good. And then the Eagles, we've already said, man, they knocked the draft out of the ballpark. They're really good. Got A.J. Brown, top ten receiver. Got Smitty over there. I think he's going to take a big leap. And it's all on Jalen Hurts. The Eagles did the exact same thing that the Dolphins did with Tua. Yeah. The, the Dolphins went and got all that talent for Tua. They got the left tackle. They got Hill. The Eagles did the exact same thing. I think the Eagles – have a better roster to me than the Dolphins because on defense. Overall, yeah, yeah. overall, overall for sure. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much on my list. I think the Eagles are really good. I think they may be third or fourth. I think they could go possibly 11 and six, 12 and five. Yeah, because I think, because last year they were a wild card team, I believe. Yeah, they were the and last had to play team. the, uh, they, they were a wild card team, but I'm pretty sure they were like nine and eight. So, I mean, they wasn't great. They had to play the Bucks. Yeah, I think they're going to take a huge step. You know, everything I've been reading and watching about Jalen is that um, he's been working on – Great leader. Yeah, great leader, but he's been working on, you know, his mechanics. His Because the knock on him last year um, was he can't read a defense or that he can't – he doesn't throw a receiver open or he doesn't read a defense well. Don't he have good anticipation. doesn't have good anticipation, which yeah. you have to have. Um. And a lot, you know, and I, I did watch some of his games. He did bail himself out with his athleticism a lot of times. Um, but I mean, I love Jalen, dude. I re, I hope he makes a huge, huge leap this year. Um, maybe he'll uh, hope it leads him to the playoffs as the top team in the East. Maybe they can go far in the playoffs. I'm not sure how far. Um, cause the Bucks, and we'll get to them next week. Maybe Bucks are a good team in the East. Um, Packers. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no, we'll see. And we really appreciate everybody for listening. That's it. That's all we got for this episode. 
Uh, we look forward to next week. The season's getting closer and closer. We can be excited. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're going to be putting out a lot of posts. Don't forget to interact. Vote on these polls because we really love it. Uh, we love y'all. Can't wait till next week. See you.